This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to Inside Carolina's Next Level, where Greg Barnes and I go through a little things a little deeper than the normal North Carolina coverage of sports, football, and basketball. And today we have a special guest, and I'll give it to Greg to introduce Coach Matson. Yeah, Tommy, I tell you, if we'd have had this conversation three months ago, we'd be talking about uh, the most decorated field hockey player in North Carolina history, uh, arguably the best uh, field hockey player in NCAA history, and and certainly an individual in the conversation as as one of the best athletes in North Carolina history, which is saying a lot. Uh, And we can still have that conversation. However, we're here today because, uh, as Tommy said, uh, Aaron Matson is now head coach Aaron Matson of the field hockey program. Aaron, thank you for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. I know it, like we were talking about before we got on air here, it doesn't sound real, uh, but I'm glad it is. So let's, let's kind of move back a little bit in time. Uh, obviously the, the team won yet another national championship uh, a couple months ago. And then Karen Shelton, uh, 42 year long head coach of the, field hockey program, 10 national championships, which is just mind-boggling, decides to step down. Uh, And then January 31st, you're announced as as the next head coach. At what point over the past, I don't know, six months, did it become something in the back of your mind that, hey, whenever Coach Shelton decides to step down, this is something I I would be interested in and, and jumping straight into the coaching ranks? Yeah, it definitely went from, that's funny, maybe a possibility, haha, to, wait, this might be a possibility very quickly. Um, Obviously, there were more important things at hand with the national championship and graduation and, you know, team culture, everything going on, you know, that was uh, much more important at the time being. So um, I'd be lying if I said, you know, it wasn't in the back of my mind sometimes, but um, obviously tried my best and our best and everything to keep it very professional compartmentalized. No one needed that at the time, including me. Um, so, you know, it, it, it was there, but like I said, there were way more important things going on and way more important conversations, um, that were being had. But, uh, yeah, once it was announced and the application opened up, um, it was, it was very much just hitting the ground running and seeing where this is going to go. Were there conversations with Coach Shelton kind of along the way of, hey, this is kind of where I would like to get to eventually, and she kind of helped pave the path, if you will? Um, Not necessarily. Uh, Again, I think it was more like, I don't know if elephant in the room is the right kind of description, but just, you know, that unsaid, neither of us wanted to talk about it. No one in the field hockey world, you know, 
the rumor mill goes nuts anywhere, but the field hockey community is no different. And of course there was this getting thrown out and this getting thrown out and everything. Um, and you know, all we had to do was just stay focused on one game at a time on the season. You know, it, it made our lives easier that the season was going well. So at, you know, if there ever was rumblings and stuff like that, I was like, Hey, you'll be playing next Friday, you know, get your mind off of it. Um, but yeah, again, same thing. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you people weren't chatting about it. Um, but it definitely was, was, you know, done professionally with the people involved who like, you know, myself not allowing it to bleed into performance or, um, locker room, uh, talk, anything like that at all. And coached was the same way, you know, cause again, there were much bigger fish to fry, um, at the time. And then once the natty was won and everything was taken care of and the gown was put on and the cap was thrown at graduation, you know, different story. Let's have all the conversations we want, but, um, yeah, no, everyone kind of just knew it, but didn't talk about it. It is fascinating scenario. You know, you're 22 years old. Uh, Coach Shelton, 23 at the time when she was hired back in the early 80s. So the the symbiotic thing is going on there. Uh, five-time ACC champion, only person ever to do that. Um, thank you, COVID year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Four-time NCAA champion, same thing. But, but one thing Coach Shelton always said about you is how coachable you were and how much of a leader you were really from day one. Um, maybe a little rambunctious early coming in, but certainly lived up to it play-wise. And now you go into a coach role. And I know you, you're three weeks in, two weeks in or whatever. I sort of liken it to us real world folks. And I say real world because sports is just separated. <laughs> you go from being a supervisor or, or being a coworker to a supervisor. What does, yes. that, what does that look like in your mind? Yeah, it's definitely, um, it, it's different, right? And when I first met with the team and everyone and even staff, everyone involved when it happened, I was not going to sit there and tell them how to feel, tell them that this is totally normal because it's not. <laughs> and I understand that. Um, and I think that's what's been really special here with the team and the coaching staff, everyone, um, support staff, everyone involved in Carolina, you know, we did this this is how it is. Everyone is either on board or bought into like, this is different. Let's jump into it together and see what it's like, see what we can do. Um, there's been, you know, a lot of transparency and just creating that stable, secure environment on my end to make sure that conversations like, what is these new, what do these new boundaries look like? And what is this new relationship going to look like with Aaron and, you know, stuff like that, um, that it's a very comfortable environment to navigate those conversations and situations. Um, but yeah, it's, it's different and unique. I joked with the team. I was like, let's not make this weird, right? It's, it's, it's different, but we can do it. And I don't think there's any other team or program, um, or let alone school in the country that could really do it. You know, uh, it's a very unique situation, but we're also, you know, Chapel Hill is one of a kind as well. And so is UNC Fidaki. So, um, it's been great, but you know, there's going to be hurdles. There's going to be situations to be like, is this how we work it? Maybe it would work this better. This isn't acceptable. This is now, you know, all of those different things. But um, I think just the team and the staff, again, as everyone has been really supportive with putting it out there, accepting it, and let's go through it together. How do you think your success makes that easier for you to say, this is how we're going to do it? 
even if it's different from Coach Shelton. Th mm -hmm. This is how we're going to do it. Um, I've done it this way. Look at me. I mean, we've had some success. How, how do you plan to use your personal success to to help lead the program, lead these young ladies, not only the current team that you've played with for so long, but recruits when they come in? Sure. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's obvious that Carolina and I have worked well together, right? So, um, again, it's not like I'm preaching lies or, you know, saying stuff that isn't true when it's like, the Carolina way works and it's worked for me. It works for you too, you know? So um, that necessarily is, is simpler and easy in a sense. But um, also, like you said, you know, we have a winning way. I've been successful with, you know, my standards and expectations and the girls understand those because they've been the same for five years. So um, I'm not introducing myself and, and talking about, you know, what I expect and it, they understand already. Um, and whether those expectations are from from myself as a player viewpoint and what they need to think about themselves and just when it comes to, you know, keeping the locker room clean, let's be organized with communication, like little things, two big things. Um, they know how I roll and, and, and same with the staff. Obviously, this is a different level and a different, you know, roll with that. But but same thing, like UNC field hockey knows me and I know UNC field hockey. So um, I know what works. I know what can be enhanced a little bit, tweaked, um, some new things that we can do that I can have impact on um, that, you know, the team and the staff and everyone values. And um, we've worked very hard to create that culture of, of family and support and, and transparency and stuff. So that makes my job easier for the, already having a base there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the girls have a lot of trust in me. They've trusted in me for, for years. And um, I think it's amplified because they know how much I trust them and likewise with the staff. So um, yeah, it's not like we're trying to reinvent the wheel. It's just, what are the, what are the next steps that we can do to, to raise the bar that much more? Aaron, people hear that you're 22 and say, wait a minute, how does she have enough experience to be able to do this? Um, and I think people around the program and around Chapel Hill who understand what you've brought to the program and what you've done, I think when they heard that, we're like, well, if anybody's going to be able to do it, it's going to be Aaron. But the fact that you were playing international ball, what, at 13? Yeah, yeah, um, that was the first tour. So when you're you know, at, at that age and you're playing with people twice your age and older, how beneficial has that been in terms of helping you kind of grow and mature quicker? Because uh, as, as Tommy you mentioned off air, uh, we've listened to a lot of interviews you've done and kind of watched you from afar for a number of years. And you've always been incredibly well-polished, uh, very well-spoken. You seem much older than your age. So mm -hmm. does that international experience and just you being at such a high level so early, has that really benefited you and, and allowed you to kind of move and progress a little bit quicker? Definitely. Um, yeah, I, you guys have heard it. I've said it. I've played up age groups my entire life. You know, like you said, I've been surrounded by older women, um, successful coaches, you know, who have a lot of experience. Um, and that was funny too. in like my transition where I used to always be the baby of teams and wait, now I'm a fifth year senior captain, you know, and, and figuring out how everything that I've learned and experienced led up to then. Obviously now this is like taking that to the next 10th level. Um, with looking back and, and seeing how all of those experiences and graduating high school early and, you know, being 17 on the national team when my teammates were thinking about having kids, you know, like all of those things, learning um, 
time management skills, how to, you know, travel across the world alone, um, simple things like get, making sure I'm getting enough and the right nutrition, you know, all of that stuff, learning it from older experienced players um, leads up to here. And I think, you know, that's another piece of the puzzle and why this is, this is able to work. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely, you know, think it, think it all plays a factor in, in how I'm here, which is crazy because the, you know, that's the saying you go through life and one day you realize where everything kind of clicks and it's like, Oh, that happened because of this. And now I'm here because of that. Um, which has really been eye opening uh, with this whole experience. Cause yes, definitely. I I've been in unique scenarios my whole life and a lot of them I'm using and tapping back into um, now. Aaron, one question I got uh, from a, a good friend of mine who, who follows a lot of Olympic sports in Carolina said, is she still going to be able to play international? <laughs> Are you staying in shape? Is, I know. Is, that, is that something I, on the agenda? Yeah. I mean, I ran with the girls yesterday, uh, which was fun, but I, I, I won't lie to you. That was the first time I ran in like three weeks because I haven't had time, but um we're working on that. We're working on that. Uh, with the million dollar question of if I'm still playing right now, you know, I obviously had to think about this going through the interview process. Cause again, you're not the first person to think of this or ask it and neither is your friend. Um, but right now I won my energy, the team and the program deserve it. The staff, you know, that's where my energy needs to go to go to, I feel like it's my purpose now to do this and that might sound cheesy or corny or whatever, but this is how, you know, I feel like I can stay involved with the sport and give back across the country. Um, you know, hopefully for, for years and decades and everything, but, um, it makes my decision necessarily easier, um, to step away at least for the time being, because I know that this is now my way to give back, um, rather than, you know, suiting up and being out there. I definitely am not closing the door and that's Bubba and I have talked about it, you know, um, for the foreseeable future, I want to put my energy here and Carolina needs it. But, um, you know, someday down the road, if it works out where I can slip away for a casual Olympics, great. Um, but we will see, you know, if that's even a possibility. Um, but right now Carolina has my heart and, you know, I want to put all of my energy into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline casual olympics greg we're definitely on the next level here talking to uh coach mattson uh unc field hockey aaron a question i had and it comes based off listening to the carolina stories podcast you did with stephen vapier Mm -hmm. back in april i guess right when COVID hit um 
talked about coaching younger players and this was a fascinating discussion and i guess you at the time you're 20 years old having this this discussion with him you talked about the importance of understanding how players want to be coached mm-hmm. um, your personality is you can take a coach that's tough and and coming at you and all that all players especially this day and age can't um, right. what is that challenge for you um, and everybody's referred to Michael Jordan and all that about how he was a great player. He was fiery and all, but not really the best coach in the world yeah. because that style doesn't work. Mm-hmm. What have you thought about that, especially over the last three weeks when you've been the head coach is what is my style going to be? How am I, am I going to have time to be individualized with every player um, or will it just be a process for you sort of learning and going as you go? Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely someone, coach, player, whoever, Aaron, is someone who thrives off of relationships and connections. Um, I love understanding things, especially how people work. And then that allows me, because I'm a helper and I like problem solving and helping situations um, and people, that allows me by building that connection to then, you know, create a plan in order to help, if that makes sense. Um, So when it comes to, yes, understanding a teammate or a player um, who, like you said, could handle being yelled at, let's go, get it together, great. But two lines down on the field, you know, there's a player who needs more positive encouragement and reinforcement and stuff like that. And then, you know, maybe the player 50 yards away doesn't even want you to talk to him until you get in the locker room and your shin pads are off and, you know, the day's done. So I think it's super important like I said back then, and it, it, it's helped me with my leadership um, as a captain and stuff, but understanding what people respond well to. And sometimes they don't even know yet. And it's all about that journey to figure out what that is. Um, so that, that'll be no different as a coach. And it, we've already had, you know, opportunities to do that. Um, going back to like previously what we talked about, I know these girls, so it's not like I really need to figure out how to do that totally because I played with them just on the player side and I knew how to communicate with them then. Um, so it's just changing that into coaching, um, and doing it from the sidelines, but that'll be the same, like you're saying, individualizing, figuring out situation based and personnel based, um, how people respond, respond best and what they need to, to, to thrive. Um, and of course, yes, I'm, I'm someone who naturally defaults to the intense, um, I don't understand why you're not understanding what I'm saying type thing, but over the years, and of course, as a freshman going to a fifth year senior and now coach, my eyes have opened in that sense. uh, um, Totally. I also think understanding how to communicate in a sense um, when it comes to like skill-based stuff or things that are more tangible and everything, it helps one that I know what they want to hear and where their mind's at because I literally was in their shoes three months ago, you know? Um, But two, I think it's important to be able to understand a drill or understand how to do something in a way that's absorbed by that person. So certain players need to see it. Certain players need to do it. Certain players need to, you know, hear about it, understand the why and do it. It's all different. So um, again, being able to understand or being able to explain a drill, um, or tactical situation, anything like that, so that the person listening can absorb it, understand and apply rather than just, okay, that makes zero sense. <laughs> Talk about your uh, the challenge of recruiting. 
I mean, Coach Shelton, obviously great at it, 42 years of experience, uh, won on every level, won many games at North Carolina. What does the recruiting pitch under Coach Matson look like? Oh, you want me to pitch it to you? Yeah, let's um, go. No. Well, well, Greg's, I mean, Greg's got a young daughter. She, all she's, right. There we go. She's high level. Say she's high level field hockey. What are we saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, I know X's and O's better than anyone in the country. So um, <laughs> I know how to coach to win. Uh, I know what that takes at Carolina. Secondly, I have the best relationship with girls in the recruiting class in that age group. Um, across the country. I told Bubba before I was hired, you know, if you tell me right now to reach out to a girl and influence, you know, talk about how Carolina is great, talk about how this school might be the right fit, they're going to listen to me. I have a connection with that, with that age group. Um, I also understand Carolina and what it takes to be a student athlete here, right? I don't need to be sat down and introduced to what is Connect Carolina? What is Sakai? You know, all this stuff. I did it. Um, and, and I and I did it well. And then finally, I'm young, but I get it. I have a connection to the recruiting class. I have a connection to the current student body. And I've worked to build relationships with alums um, and, the, and the older generation um, who know I just love Carolina like you guys do um, more than anything. So I'm young. I know I have to ask questions, but I'm good at asking them. So give me the job. Boom. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, Aaron, I've, I've got one more for you. We, we need to get you out of here. Uh, but I would be remiss uh, if, you, if I don't ask this. We've, we've got one of the, the greatest athletes in, in North Carolina sports history with us. Um, so for, for all, everybody watching who, who is maybe young in, in athletics or uh, is a parent or a grandparent, looking back on your successes as a, as a player, what were kind of maybe the one or two most important things that allowed you to get to the point where you were uh, at, at the top of the, the mountain in sure. terms of work ethic or, or whatever that may be? Yeah, definitely. Um, the first couple few things that come to mind, um, one, I was very fortunate in support. So it's not necessarily always something you can ask for, but, um, and, and some are more fortunate than others, but um I always had, you know, my family to lean on. I had amazing coaches to learn from and who supported me. Um, I had teammates, you know, so it, I definitely would not be here if it weren't for my family, certain coaches, um, relationships that I've built over the years. Um, I love the game. So I think, you know, you can't take that away from it either. There needs to be that undeniable passion because uh, otherwise if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're not going to work as hard. You're not going to put as much time aside. Um, so you need to, you know, your heart needs to be in it. Um, also field hockey wise, it's not a secret at all, but I found so much excitement and joy in the fundamentals and the basics and boring stuff. Um, where I think if you can master that, you can do anything, but especially in today's day and age, we want to get to the exciting stuff and get ahead and, you know, quick response to everything. And it's like, wait, let's slow down, become a master at the, at the mundane stuff. And then you can get to the exciting stuff, but you can't skip that step. Um, and then of course, yeah, I mean, I, again, this is the million dollar question too for coaches is how can you get that killer instinct, never satisfied, you know, animal mentality? How can you teach that? And it, it, can you even teach that? Um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad I have more chances to win more trophies, hopefully, because 
four is not enough and you know you can always you can always win more um so i think just just yeah the fact that i you know never wanted to just be complacent and coast and everything there's always the next win um and then that one sets you up for the next one so being never satisfied definitely helped a little bit never satisfied that is aaron mattson brand new north carolina field hockey coach of course legendary field hockey player at the university and internationally aaron really appreciate you joining greg and i here on next level no of course this was great i appreciate you too yep hopefully we can talk again as uh we get deeper into coach mattson tenure we'll come back and revisit thank you so much thanks yep thank you greg you have one of the best to do it and and i thought that the last thing she talked about is that killer instinct it's one of those things that you can't teach you have to have um, it's one reason why when I hear the NBA discussion of the GOAT and all that, it's been going on a lot lately, um, that Michael Jordan remains at the top for me. But Coach Matson versus player Matson, it's going to be an interesting dynamic to watch given what I mentioned, and I like her answer on it, is you go from coworker to supervisor, and it doesn't matter how many friends you have, how many – people are cool with once you're telling them what to do the dynamic changes sounds to me like she's got her head on her shoulders in the right way there i don't think there's any any question about it um and uh, just listening to her today and, and you know in this previous conversations that that you know, we've heard via podcast or, or videos or whatever uh, she's w very well put together and she has a very good understanding i think the fact that she really kind of worked as a as a player coach past year or two um, really kind of speaks to leadership that she, she brings. She has the drive uh, and I, you brought it up earlier, but you know, Karen Shelton's only 65 mm -hmm. and she had coached at Carolina for 42 years. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Right. So there's a, there's a lot of similarity there. Um, and I, I think if you have that work ethic and you have that drive, which she does, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things. Is it risky? Yeah, I mean, sure, of course it is. Um, but why not go with, with one of the best field hockey players of all time uh, that you know is a, a Carolina uh, you know, graduate, loves Carolina, um, has, has had so much success here? It, it fits. And if you're ever going to roll the dice, I think this is a perfect opportunity. I'm sure Coach Shelton will be around if she ever needs a, a, you know, a helping hand in any, any way or shape or form uh she's got a good coaching staff that's, that's been around so there's a, a pretty seamless transition there uh and i, I think it's an exciting step I, you got to give bubba cunningham a lot of credit and you know, bubba has been in, in chapel hill for i guess 12 years now uh, and he he's not one uh to take uh risks that, that's just kind of not what he does he likes to be a little bit bold and progressive uh but not you kind of be out of control and some of the, the risks that he takes. And uh, I think it's just a, a very smart play. I think it's very interesting. It brings a lot of good attention to the North Carolina field hockey program. Everybody knows how successful that program has been, right? It's, it's uh, women's soccer under Anson and it's field hockey with Karen Shelton. I've really put the Olympic sports at Carolina on the map. And so when you have this type of transition, it just makes sense, and I think North Carolina continues to be in, in good hands in that regard. It is interesting. You know, they talk about the Carolina family. 
this is a prime example of it. And sure. talk, talking about the, the, the who to who to be the coach for this team is, I mean, they interviewed other standing coaches out there, but how do you bring in somebody? And, and this is one thing, the Sports Illustrated article that dropped, I guess, on Monday, I guess it was, is or, or Tuesday, is they had their Michael Jordan right there. Why risk losing her either internationally or, or whatever? And there's no better person that understands what Carolina is about. That's why on the recruiting question I ask is, tell us what your pitch is because you know it as well as I do. Um, Carolina's different than just about anywhere else, at least for the folks that are in it. And, and to hear her explain that and go through it, I, I think it makes total sense as well. And, and is it risky? I don't know what the risk is, to be honest, because, you know, Bubba mentioned he hired Matt Brown, who was almost 70 at the time, and now he's hired somebody that's barely in their 20s. Um, so a fantastic dynamic there. And I don't think any either one of those hires was risky given the nature of the circumstances. I think she'll be fine. My question is, and this is why I ask it a couple of times, and I want your take is, if I'm the best at what I've ever done and I'm coaching somebody and I'm trying to get them to do it that way, and she mentioned this, I don't know if I'm going to be very patient with somebody that's just not getting it. You know, that's, that's going to be the dynamic. That's the Michael Jordan trying to be a, a manager or whatever dynamic there. I, that, that'll be the, that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. And I think her, her age probably helps with that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not a, a grizzly veteran, right? Um, and you, she, she's friends with a lot of the players that are currently on the team. She understands who they are personally. She understands what makes them tick. And I think that will really help, and that will really kind of provide a, a, a nice transition. I, I think that's one of the interesting things is, uh, and you hit on it, but five years down the road, there's not going to be any boundary issues in terms of coach or player, right? Mm-hmm. She'll be entrenched. She will be Coach Matson, and then you have all the players will know her as such. Uh, but for right now, for the next couple of years, while you know, she's, she's coaching people that she played with, that's going to be kind of the learning period. And I think just the way that she, I mean, the way she's answered some questions for us, the way she's answered questions for other people, she's aware of that. She understands there's a transition here. Uh, She knows what she wants to do, but she's willing to kind of work through those challenges. And I think that's how you got to be. Um, And in terms of the the risky part, uh, I do want to make this clear. Bubba Cunningham from day one, I mean, this dates back to when he hired Larry Fedora. Uh, in what November of 2011, but from day one, Bubba has said, "You know, I, I'm gonna start a search looking for somebody that has head coaching experience." And most of the time, that checks the boxes. Hubert Davis, of course, had not been a head coach, but all of the other aspects, including the Carolina family and the experience and the support, that all played a role in saying, "Okay, well, Hubert's the the guy for the job." And I think Aaron's very much in the same boat of they interviewed head coaches. Mm-hmm. And yet Aaron comes into the interview and she performs so well in the interview that they're like, well, yeah, they may have more experience as a head coach, but she has all these other benefits that she can really help. And, and you know, five years down the road, I mean, who's to say she can't be the, the best head coach in the country. She's the best player. Why doesn't that trend continue? Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think, 
risky from the outside, maybe more so than within the Chapel Hill community. Because as, as I said, when Aaron was here, uh, just in talking with people around the program and in Chapel Hill, I don't know anybody that was like, ooh, I don't think that's the right idea. Everybody's like, all right, that's interesting. I, I think it'll work. And so I, I think there's going to be a lot of support for her uh, as she starts this process. I agree. It's going to be fun to watch and and to see how it works. I mean, North Carolina field hockey is the standard. They got that 10th national championship. I think Old Dominion's second with nine, maybe. Um, But, you know, you've got the best player ever coaching probably the best program ever taking over from somebody that had been there, to your point, 42 years. And she's only mid-60s now, so you're right. She'll be around. There's always that shoulder to lean on. Um, but I don't know if Coach Matson's going to need too many shoulders to yeah. lean on. She knows what she wants, and she's certainly done it. Um, we'll see if it translates. I think it probably will. That's Greg Barnes. I'm Tommy Ashley. It's been Inside Carolina's Next Level. Support Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. Subscribe to the Inside Carolina YouTube channel, as always, and get the Inside Carolina and the premium message boards. Check us out. Check out all the conversations. Got a show idea? Hit me up. Hit Greg up. We'll do what we can. We've got a lot more to discuss over the years doing this show. But, Greg, that'll be the last of this one. Thanks, buddy. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do averaging 29 and 11. God, shit. What'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.